When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Alex with a quick announcement before we get into this week's show. And that is to announce that starting in June, the Michael Scott Podcast Company will be on Patreon. For $5 a month, you can join Scott's Tots and support the show directly. Nothing's going to change with our main weekly show. That's still going to go out to the public for free, as it always does. But if you become a Scott's Tot, you get access to our mailbag-only episodes. This mailbag episode that you're hearing will be our last public-facing one. Going forward, it will be for Scott's Tots only. Plus, for that $5 a month, you help support the show directly and help us keep making it. We want to buy nicer mics for Edwin and Sean because uh, we don't know how long we're going to keep recording in quarantine. Uh, we have other ideas and bonus content that we want to do for you down the road. We want to do watch-along episodes with you guys so you can download our commentary track and watch along with us. All sorts of other stuff, a merch store down the road. All that stuff is going to be great. So join Scott's Tots today, actually starting in June. So that's in a few days from now. But head on over to patreon.com slash Michael Scott starting in June. Become one of Scott's Tots and make your dreams come true. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs or Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people, Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people, Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and 12-year-old bully, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's Lizard King. <laughs> and with us, <laughs> that's the best, that's my favorite one you've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Excuse me one second, please. What is it that you need right now that can't wait until I'm off the phone with a customer? Ooh, a customer. Well, sound the alarm. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, uh, one of my favorite uh, episodes that we do, Mailbag. Oh, it's always good to just blow the dust off that old burlap sack. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Grab various papers and voicemail recordings left on USB sticks. Plug them in and uh, and get back to them. It's, It's our favorite thing. It really is great, and it uh, yeah. Just thank you to everybody who sends us emails, Instagram messages, voicemails. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, we always uh, we take time to go through those, and and we've uh, collected some of our favorites. I know that we've never said that how much we appreciate you guys writing in, but <laughs> <laughs> we greatly... finally give it. We're finally given back. <laughs> Well, let's jump right in. Um, let's start with an Instagram message we got from Stacy. 
All right, so Stacy sent us this really great office this or that. So this can be kind of quick, um, but I'll just run you guys through it and we can talk about it uh, a little bit as we go. So the first one, best scenes edition, which one is your favorite? So okay. mm, Dwight's fire drill uh, gives Stanley a heart attack or when Dwight finds half a joint in the parking lot. Fire drill. Yeah, I have to go fire drill. There's just there's a lot more meat on that bone. <laughs> yeah, I think the fire drill is the most memorable by far. Yeah, I do love that part though, where Dwight's standing in the parking lot and he like pretends to throw the joint down. <laughs> yeah, he has the... <laughs> yeah, there's like the CSI like yeah. like string that they're to find the angle of the throw. That's the chalk that is... outline around the in the That's, traffic I cone. Think that might be the best moment out of all those scenes, but I do think. Overall, the fire drill is pretty tough to beat. I mean, fire drill. I wish we got a little bit more of Dwight in uniform. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah totally. Totally. All right, so next. Uh, Jim dressing up as Dwight or Dwight gets to meet Asian Jim. Hmm. Uh, Asian Jim. Uh, the execution <sighs> is so yeah. good. It's just... It's <laughs> the way when him and Pam kiss, it just, it just seals it. It's so good. It's so good. And the picture... In the frame, I don't know. <laughs> Dwight's shock. <laughs> yeah, I I will also go with Agent Jim. I think with so much of uh, Jim's pranks on Dwight, it's Dwight believing some piece of reality that he always secretly believed to be true. So like a vampire, <laughs> or um, right telepathy, or uh, yeah, or the wire that leads to somewhere else. Telepathy, great example. Right. But in, in the Asian Jim prank, Dwight's whole perception of reality seems to unravel. Yeah. Where he looks at the family photo <laughs> and the voicemail coat, like <laughs> he's he's dealing with a lot in that moment. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, office PDA or office CPR? <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, that's so good. Uh, that's uh, really hard. I was like, that is really hard. CPR. It's got to be. First I was a fade, I was petrified. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> uh, I, you were in the parking lot earlier. That's how I know you. That's yeah. how I know you. I mean, so much is packed into that yeah. little... Hello, Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I, 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 I love PDA. I don't know. The... I'm not touching you. I'm not touching uh, you. <laughs> the, that and the way that... Uh, I like the way her thighs feel on my buttocks. Or my butt. <laughs> Uh, that line just kills me. <laughs> that the when Michael says, "Are you talking about me and Holly?" and he's literally sitting on her lap in the very front of the conference room meeting where she was pretending to be his hands. <laughs> uh, that's a really that's a that's a real toss up. I, I I think CPR is the right choice. Just the, the the way the nurse is just trying to keep them on task and the way they just don't care. Um, also. There have been news stories of people performing CPR and just remembering that scene and using it to actually save a life. <laughs> wow. Um, look it That's up, amazing. man. It's happened so multiple it's times. So it's actually saved lives. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. happened multiple times, and people think of that song. Mm-hmm. First I was afraid. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they save lives. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, when a bat gets into the office or Michael and Dwight try to frame Toby. Ooh. Framing Toby, I think. I, I just love Michael We're going to seeds. buy the drugs. Since long you're on our semen. God, I hope it's you. Like at the same time. I didn't mean to do that. Let me do that cleanly. Since when is it illegal to put pretend salad anywhere? Uh, oh, man. I'm going to go what, with the bat. 
Really? I think I think the bat is one of the. Uh, I love the bat. I think it's so funny. Poop is raining from the ceilings, and uh, <laughs> yeah. just at the end when he when Dwight in, in animal control mode with the broom that he sharpened. Uh, yeah. Stop bagging my head. That comes a little later. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I was it's the first say, instance of bagging. I yeah. choose the bat because of the long payoff for the joke way down mm. the road of quit bagging my head. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't catch me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I there's another quit, payoff. Quit bagging my head. Great <laughs> trivia team name. <laughs> that is a great trivia team name. Man. No one would really get it, but the people who got it would just like, that's who you want. Yeah. I think in the in the blood drive episode, Michael is talking about how he's trying to get everyone together. How do we bring all these people together? And yeah. it's this net, a giant, a, a giant net. <laughs> and then later he has one for Meredith. He loves, he loves a big net. Yeah, it's simple. It's effective. Um, okay. It's authoritarian, um, you know. <laughs> uh, Michael crashing Phyllis's wedding or Creed's Halloween costume with blood. Um. Oh. Dragging Probably. the wheelchair, dragging the wheelchair down the aisle is tough to beat. That's I gotta go with. Oh that. yeah, oh yeah. Michael, Michael think, crashing Phyllis's wedding. He gets yeah. Zip I think tied. The crashing refers to Michael trying to get back in. Oh but yeah, that's the right. whole. Of, if Michael ruins Phyllis's wedding, is the entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creed's Creed's blood thing is like that's that's maybe the dark one of the darkest moments on the show. Um. Mm-hmm. Where Creed's character is just like, oh my god, what did Probably he... Probably killed somebody? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe you hope it was like an animal or something. <laughs> and then you and then you realize, no, yeah. I don't hope that. that was, no, it's that like, <laughs> dang, dude. Um, all right. So Michael trying to survive in the woods or when Michael screams, no God, no God, please no. Mm. Oh, great. Both great moments of screams. Janice, plastic boobs! <laughs> I mean, no, no, God, please, no is one of the best lines in the whole show. Oh, you know... Uh, no, I, God, <laughs> please, no! <laughs> I'm begging my Crocs. Uh, Kayla on Facebook posted a video of a song from Frozen where the high notes are auto-tuned with Michael's nose. Oh, oh my God. Crazy. It's amazing. You should check it out. Yeah, if you oh, my gosh. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, no, um, I'm going no God, please no for that. Mm-hmm. It's too good. Yeah, I think that's the one too. I, it's tough because these other moments, it's it's very iconic moments versus moments that are also very funny. I'm just thinking of Michael's pants tent. I know, but that's oh, the thing yeah. is it's, it's also <laughs> it's a lovely fabric. <laughs> when he reduct tapes his pants together too, <laughs> when it got a little cold. Uh, but it's a, a lot of these have been like series of moments versus one moment, and it's kind of hard right. to mm-hmm, judge. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, and then the very last one, office parkour versus office basketball. Oh, parkour. Basketball. Yeah, I'm taking basketball. This, oh, my gosh. I'm just, I'm, I'm just re-watching that episode over and over because there's no NBA right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last dance featuring Michael the Scott. Last, that's yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good one. I, I got to go Scott? with parkour. A great, am I that's Michael a, Scott? Yeah, that's, I? that's a great Scott's flagship program. Is Great Scott. Is a, doc, a ten-part documentary about that basketball game. Mm-hmm. Do it, Andy. The first dance. Am I Michael Scott or am I a basketball machine? <laughs> I had to uh, go with parkour just because I love when that first, like Michael first comes in 
with that somersault and then just immediately knocking stuff off of Pam's desk. His, his look to the camera with the hands up, parkour. Parkour. <laughs> also, I know, Sean, you're, you're just a lover of parkour in general. I know you watch those Russian parkour videos. You love those. I was, I was a big uh, fan of those. <laughs> I know you were quite the parkour um, enthusiast in your day, too. I saw you I saw you hit some jumps. I never thought you could. Oh, sure, sure. I was all about those gainers off of... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> For the listeners, Sean is just an, back. Ath- Sean is an athletic machine. <laughs> it's funny because uh, it's true. <laughs> that is the last of the of the this or that. Uh, this template was created by at maddie.corbin uh, on Instagram. So I imagine there might be more. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Those, Those are, are very fun. fun. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy, for sending that to us. Thank yeah. you very much, Stacy. We have a voicemail next from Spencer in Alaska. Hi, I'm Spencer, and I'm calling from Alaska, and I just want to let you know that um, I was recently moved from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and my dad was actually the owner of Cooper Seafood. I'm 12 years old. And, um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Um, when he first started the store, it was um, pretty really popular. So it's awesome. came out. He kind of um, took off. Thanks, um, uh, I'm really to show, guys. Bye. A lot going oh, on in that voicemail. Uh, I love it. Number one, crazy yeah. that your dad owned Cooper's and that it like really took off yeah. after the show. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. With, I, I want to know, were there more like business lunches happening and like, or is it more dinners? Uh, wh- which hour of the day got more traffic? Right, right. A <laughs> lot of interesting clicks in that voicemail. There's sirens in the background. Uh, I just got a lot of questions for Spencer here in Alaska. And then I love the, he tells us 12, that he's okay. 12. Uh, well into the voice. <laughs> hey, much appreciated. No, that yeah. is, dude, Spencer, awesome. that's awesome, man. That is so cool. Thank you so much for calling in with that. We'd love to hear more tales of uh, of filming at Cooper's. Uh, maybe your dad, you and your dad, can give us another call back sometime. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm, like, what took you from Ala- What took you from Scranton to Alaska? What a they they made they they just made millions and and headed out there went for the better I was gonna say maybe they're yeah looking for the yeah the the deadliest catch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I will say if you look up online, I don't know if you guys ever looked into this, but like if you try to look into uh, going to visit Scranton, I remember reading a thing on Reddit where some mm-hmm. people from Scranton said. Don't come here. There isn't a lot of office-themed stuff for you to do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think Cooper Seafood does have a lot of memorabilia for sale, so it's obviously a part of the show, and it's a little more of a destination, I think, within Scranton, even though there might not be a lot of other places um, that are catered to office fans. I mean, if yeah. I had a night in Scranton on a flight for some reason, uh, yeah. a, a layover in Scranton, actually, they should do that. That'd be great. I would totally get dinner at... Cooper's, and then I hit Definitely. Poor Richards and get really mm-hmm. drunk at Poor Richards and throw something into the mirror. Hit the Anthracite <laughs> Museum. Yeah. yeah. Steamtown Mall. Oh, yeah. Get some. Get a new pair of panties. <laughs> Boustier. Boustier. Um, well, Santa, Santa, Santa would like to buy you a new pair of panties. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Spencer. Thanks for calling in, man. We'd love to hear more about it sometime if you ever feel like hitting us up again. Uh, Next, we have a message from Instagram from Annalise. Yes, uh, this question comes from Annalise. She asks uh, which Harry Potter houses uh, the office characters would sort into. Boy, oh boy. Uh, 
Alex as our resident Harry Potter expert. Yeah, yeah exactly. You take the lead on this one. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say expert just because, like, <laughs> the amount we know about The Office, there's people who do that with Harry Potter. Uh, shout out shout out to our friend Danny, who we should really be recruiting <laughs> for this episode. Um, so, I don't know. There's... Uh, Obviously, only the Sorting Hat could actually do this. Uh, if you could put it on every character's head, I could imagine sure. what they might be. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Where do we want to start here? Give me a give me well, a character. Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Uh, he's not going to Hogwarts. Michael Scott is a squib. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What about uh, what about uh, what about Dwight? I think I know. Dwight's. Uh, you're gonna think Dwight's a Slytherin, but Dwight is Gryffindor. Mm. Really? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Dwight's totally Slytherin. <laughs> I mean, I can see it either way, but I definitely think he. There's is one Slytherin. scene that he's Slytherin. There's, there's one major scene. Well, a he speaks German, which feels like you'd be in Slytherin, pre-industrial German. <laughs> yeah. But the other main scene is in the Hay Place, where he's crowning the winners, and he goes purebred. Mixed breed and purebred. So uh, the way he looks at people as far as how thoroughly bred they are, that makes him Slytherin for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, Slytherin's all about power. That's what yes. Dwight's all about, baby. Power. Uh, power, tradition, and lineage. And yeah. that uh, yeah. those three words describe alongside Beats, Bears, and Battlestar Galactica. That is, <laughs> that is Dwight to a T. His name, Dwight Schrude. Dwight Schrude. <laughs> anyway. I had a... I, I I'll do a, a rapid of, fire if you just give me the give me the characters. We'll, we'll sort them. Or what do you, what'd you have, Sean? What do you have? Oh, I was, oh, no, no, no. Here, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll hit you with characters, all right? Kevin Malone. Hufflepuff. That's what I had. Yeah. <laughs> Creed. Uh, Ooh, that's an interesting one. Creed goes to Durmstrang. He goes to a different school in Eastern Europe. <laughs> she goes to a different school. Yeah. Um... I had him in in Ravenclaw, but um, Creed Creed works in Nocturne Alley, which is the dark offshoot of Diagon Alley. <laughs> he doesn't go to school. I like it. I like it. <laughs> what about Pam? Pam's Hufflepuff. Oh, word! I, I had her in Gryffindor, but maybe, but but I I could see. It. I feel like Hufflepuff are kind of like the artsy kids. Yeah, I think so. I just I just think there's enough moments of Pam being a little timid. I don't know she, the. There's a boldness to Gryffindor that that Pam lacks, I think. Mm. Overall, boy, we're gonna get a lot of we're gonna get so much stuff <laughs> we're gonna get a lot of opinions on this. I hope we do. What about Angela Smith? Angela S- Angela Smith. Oh god. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are you talking okay. about Angela? Think that one again. <laughs> sorry, Angela Martin or Angela? Angela Schrute? Martin. Angela Martin. Angela is also in Slytherin, Dwight. No question. Oscars Aaron. and Raven. Okay, Oscars and Ravenclaw. Aaron's okay. and Hufflepuff. Uh, Gabe Gabe is a prefect that no one likes. I don't know which house he's in. <laughs> Toby. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, Toby's in Ravenclaw. He just wants to be in the library reading reading old mm. books. Mm. Um, what about Jim. Jim's yeah. Jim, Jim. Jim's Gryffindor. Jim's right? Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah, for he's sure. Gotta be. He's as close. There's as gotta be one. There's gotta be one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about Meredith. The Marinator. Meredith is in Meredith is in Gryffindor. For sure. <laughs> Meredith is definitely in Gryffindor. No doubt. No doubt. Andy is Huffle Andy Andy is Hufflepuff all the way. That's what Hufflepuff is. Um, what about Joe Bennett? Joe Bennett is I think Joe's a Gryffindor. Joe's the head of the Gryffindor house. Yeah. Yeah. She's the McGonagall. 
of this of whole operation. I'll give you a really hard one, Robert California. <laughs> Slytherin. Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, yeah. being, I was joking. He's related yeah. to Salazar Slytherin, yeah. the lizard, the lizard king. Yeah. The, the reptile himself. Uh, Ryan Kelly. Uh, Ryan is in Slytherin. Kelly is in Hufflepuff, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. sure. Andy. Andy's in Hufflepuff all the way. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what about Daryl? Daryl's in Gryffindor. Yeah. For sure. But no Nate. Question. Nate. Oh. <laughs> Nate is also a squib. Uh, who, he's on the groundskeeping staff at Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Replying the paper. <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah. He like... He like takes care of the Quidditch brooms or something. He yeah, like, in the beehives, <laughs> hornets' nests. Yeah. Is there anyone we missed? I'm trying to think. If uh... Phyllis. Oh, Phyllis, of course. Yeah. And Stanley. Yeah. Phyllis uh, is a Ravenclaw. Phyllis, no, no, no. Uh, she, she's she, Phyllis so. is Slytherin. Phyllis is Slytherin. Whoa, full on. That's my that's my hot take. Look at the way she uses she uses the power, her power to sort of twist things to her when she wants. The way she insults <laughs> Pam just makes her slither into me. That's true. Bob Vance That's is true. Gryffindor. <laughs> All the way. Yeah. yeah. And the winner. Did you get did we get Daryl? Yeah, Daryl's yeah. Daryl's Gryffindor. Oh, okay. Uh Stanley. We haven't gotten Stanley. Do Stanley and then do Florida Stanley. Stanley's Stanley's <laughs> like an old professor who is totally check. He's a professor Bins type. Uh, mm-hmm. Who teaches history of magic? Uh, but I don't know. He's he's on staff. I just don't know which house he's affiliated with. You know what? We're gonna go Gryffindor because he used to be in the Black Panthers. Like he used to be <laughs> like a huge activist. We were uh, fighting the power and eating whatever we wanted. Yeah, and now he's old. He doesn't really care, but he's still affiliated with Gryffindor. Sure, say that. Sure. All right. That's enough on that question. That's great. That was really fun. Really fun question from Annalise. And please, if if you're a Harry Potter fan out there and you disagreed, we we welcome your your uh, your emails and your voicemails. Hit us up. Michael Scott's <laughs> just been waiting for his Hogwarts letter for years, but he's a squib, so he's not. He yeah. doesn't actually go to Hogwarts. But he's doing his like taking magic classes yes. and buying sets yes. and yes. spending he time after school. So he can do like <laughs> yeah. magic tricks, but he can't actually do magic. But he yeah. loves like he still goes to Diagon Alley and shops and he wants to see people and he goes to Hogsmeade and he's hanging out, but he's not actually a student for sure. I'm imagining him wearing the straight jacket waiting for his letter to come. <laughs> <laughs> and if you happen to see a small brass key. Yes. Yes. And uh, Hank is Hagrid. <laughs> oh, definitely. I love that. I love that. Well, um, let's move on. Next, we have a voicemail from Eric in Toronto. Hey guys, it's Eric calling from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, it is Monday, midday, 1.15. Just a couple of thoughts after listening to the um, uh, What Would You Rather podcast. Uh, I thought it would be fun to kind of do a Who Would You Like to Have Dinner With? Or Who Would You Like to Be Trained By? Of all the office characters, if you were going to be working there, who would you want to spend the day with? Uh, who's going to be training you uh, to work at the office. That would be kind of fun. So just a thought. Uh, again, it's Eric in Toronto. Thanks. <laughs> well, thanks, Eric. Thanks for calling us with that question. I love, That's kind of a two-parter, gentlemen. Um, which, which, which character would you like to have dinner with? And then which character would you like to train you 
on your first week in Dunder Mifflin Scranton. So what about the dinner party question? I would like to go to that dinner. I guess it's technically a lunch mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. at the near the end of the show when uh Jim takes Phyllis and Stanley out to ask them to uh take on his clients <laughs> while he's in Philly. And Stanley orders a surf and turf with more lobster. Yeah. Phyllis orders asks how much wine do you have? I would like to be a part of that luncheon. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, they Phyllis and uh, Stanley really—they know how to live, man. I, I would, I would be all about that—that that lobster and wine. Lunch. They're kind of the original. I feel like those two were sort of the original crew for a treat yourself day that we learned about mm-hmm. in Parks and Rec mm-hmm. with Tom and Donna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, Stanley and Phyllis are the original treat yourself. Yeah. They, a finer things club lunch would be nice. Yes, it would. <laughs> If I had to go to dinner though with just one person, I'm going yeah. with Robert California. I'm going out with Robert California today. <laughs> Are you sure? I knew yes. you would yes. say that. Yes. Of course. <laughs> of course. You feel like by the end he would have just he would have never broken eye contact and you would have somehow given him all of your money to invest. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be a hell of a story. You know, I yeah. I peddle I peddle in, in story arts for a living and uh, <laughs> I couldn't pass up a dinner with Robert California. I don't think I think I'd leave it at the dinner with Robert California. I would not follow him to a second location. <laughs> I would be hoping that he proposed a next step of the evening. You know, I'd like to see where it goes. A Saturnalia. Yeah. yeah. Could get really weird. Could get really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those are great answers. I mean, it, I'd certainly like to have dinner with Pam or something like that. It would be. That would just be nice. Know, that would just be nice. I, but, uh, having Jim and Pam over for a barbecue would just be the would be the best. Yeah, that'd be that'd fun. Be great. Daryl too. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, yeah. Come on in, Nate. <laughs> Nate, Daryl, Jim, and Pam. Backyard you know barbecue. Yeah. What dinner moment I would really love to be a part of is at the end of garden party when Daryl is making burgers and they're all oh, just sitting hell, on a yes. blanket. That would be the like the one office dinner and that then, I'd like to join. And then you get to watch the closing ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oscar calls you Nard Dog and throws you a beer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Anyone else? Nope. Uh, I mean, let's let me jump yeah. to the second what about part training? of the question. Yeah. What yeah. about who? Who would you like to have tra- to train you at the office? I feel like I would like Aaron to train me. <laughs> really? <laughs> I would like to. Hear, I think it would be a very interesting. You would need a whole second day of retraining because someone would be like, "What did Aaron say?" And it's like, "Oh no, yeah. no, no!" Like, well, you do want the coffee? I have to bring Michael celery sticks and peanut butter and raisins <laughs> and say, "Who's hungry?" <laughs> I had on a lot. Yeah, but you you'd also be like how to use how to use the bear to make it look like Daryl is in the office. You would have to use barrel. Right, right. That's you'd right. learn you'd learn how to make ice cold coffee. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, boil Gatorade. <laughs> uh, I would like to be trained, Alex. You mentioned uh, the story value of, of dinner with Robert California. I think the Dwight training day, hmm. as we saw in the initiation episode, uh, would be the story to remember. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I would choose Oscar just for of course, sort of same reason as, as Dwight. Probably there'd be some real efficiency and Oscar wouldn't really, he'd want to get it done quickly and he would only have correct pertinent information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angela would be, um, would be uh, brief about it too, but I feel like it'd be riddled with judgments and insults along the way. So mm-hmm. um. <laughs> yeah, it would. Uh, Kevin would be fun. <laughs> He'd be like, "Here are my M and M's. Here are the vending machines." Yeah, right. 
Just to, he would he would probably give you a full tour of the vending machines. Like, what are the good deals? Which <laughs> yeah. what rows do they restock the most? You know? I'm just yeah, thinking you go down of, to the uh, second floor <laughs> and take your daughter to work day when he's like, "This is the partition that separates my desk from Angela's." Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's a great question from Eric, man. Thank, thank you so you. much yeah, for, thank you. for calling in. We really appreciate it. Next, we've got an email from D. Um, D says, uh, on Office Ladies, John Krasinski was on the Casino Night episode. John spoke about how he was given a box of props from the show, including his nameplate and the teapot. Mm. I thought an interesting question to ask you guys would be if you could keep three to five obscure props from the show that were not typical props you'd think of first, like the teapot or maybe Michael's mug or a Dundee, what would they be? Um, and then she, and then Dee told us what, which ones they would pick, so I'll, I'll tell you at the end. Do you guys want to go around, pick one at a time, and pick three? Sure, sure. Yeah, that's perfect. Quick, mi- also, quick mini draft. Sean, you I like us it. off. Kevin's Chili Pot. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and I could use it one. too. It's so big. For <laughs> all your dinner parties we're having these that's days. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right, Edwin. Um, Michael's truck, that little truck that he has. Oh, the- <laughs> so it's like a semi truck. We see yeah. Sasha play with it and take yeah. it out of the workday. Yep. I believe they scan it when Michael gets that scanner and that box from Saber. <laughs> yeah. That's and right. then at the end, D'Angelo asks if he can have that truck. And Michael says, yeah, go ahead. Take my favorite truck. So that's that's right. the one that I thought of. I would. That's right. I'm taking, this is probably technically a costume, but I'm taking the sumo suit with the custom suit. Nice. That Michael nice. Rush paid. Thank <laughs> <laughs> uh, God I bought instead of rented. Exactly. And that's how I'd feel if I had it too, because I would wear it to every costume party, every Halloween. I'm going, it's the same thing. Before you see me, you know exactly what I'm wearing. Because it would just, uh, I don't think it would ever get old. That's wow. right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, again, next. That's probably a costume. Next, yeah, go ahead. Next, I would take a saber pyramid with oh. the carrying case harness. <laughs> that's a really good pick. <laughs> so that I could also put slices of pizza in it. <laughs> that's really uh. good. Oh, uh, you know what? Another thing that someone posted on our Facebook, Thaddeus, I believe, posted uh, a thing about like a pizza slice holder oh, on wow. Facebook. But you can you buy can oh, the thermal awesome. pocket. Yeah, that's great. Mm. All right, Evan. Um, the big picture. The picture of Tom <laughs> oh, the, Hanks and Big, yeah. <laughs> just print it out on a piece of paper. And you just put it up somewhere in your house with like a thumbtack or a piece of tape. Uh-huh. You, uh, could, yeah. you could make that. You easily. could recreate that. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's true. But you want the but one from the show. The idea that yeah. you reused it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for my second one, I'd like an official Knights of the Night tactical belt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I rewatched that scene, and it's the hardest I've laughed at the office in a while. But when they talk about the flashlight fight and Dwight... And they're like, that sounds awesome. And Knight's like, it, w- it was pretty great. And the way that they all start flashing each other with their <laughs> flashlights uh, just killed me. And I was like, I'd like, I'd like one of those That's bells a with, a, with a flashlight on. We can build in a very, 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 very quick mini movie Monday segment. Shout out to Dave from Washington who suggested it. And I don't think I shouted them out. We did that the first time. Oh, but nice. the deleted scenes from that episode features a ton of extra Knights of the Night content, including oh, awesome. Dwight attacking Nate. Okay, I got oh it. God, I got to see that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Definitely watching that after this. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. My next pick is, uh, or wait, 
Last pick, third pick. Yeah, last pick. Third pick. Oh, last pick? All right. Ooh, all right. Um, well, then I'm going with Dwight's rocking chair from the farm. Oh, mm, good one. That's very good. It's a practical, actually, to have a chair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I'll just uh-huh. sit in that and, and uh, look at the internet, internet on my uh, saber pyramid. What is this, oak? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I Evan. don't know. What do you what know? What do you know? <laughs> Um, oh man, this is such a tough pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Hay Place Crown. Oh, nice. that's that's also that's great. Very <laughs> yeah. Uh, my last one. This is not practical and would be a headache, but I'm taking Joe Bennett's plane. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna kill me? <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, well, well did um, you guys do... have honorable mentions? Oh yes, yes. the Mallard. Um, nice, nice. Um, Seren- a candle uh, from Serenity by Jan. You can buy I have those. The Froggy online. 101 bumper sticker. The nut, the <laughs> nice. Nutcracker, the Nutcracker that Dwight builds. Oh, very good, very good. The Homer um, Simpson doll. Mm, that's oh, good. Oh, nice, nice. Um, yeah. The chair catalog. I would like. <laughs> I would like a. I uh, on my bookshelf. A DM does GB pink hat. <laughs> Nice. There's a poster up in in like the first season near reception that says, "It, it I'm I'm blanking on it, but it says something like Dunder Mifflin, like hold hands together." It's it's a poster behind reception. I always think about it. Mm. But anyway, or uh, Michael Scott is the proud owner of a Seiko timepiece. That's oh, that one's nice. really good. Or a nice, a, uh, nice. a print in all colors initiative poster. Um, I, I I just thought it would be funny just to have Michael's tiny Jamaican beaded dreadlock, <laughs> <laughs> like in a like in a wooden box. I could just show people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, his Steve Halloween Carole wore this his second head Halloween costume. Oh, Thank that's you. a good one. That's a good one. Or well, the sleeve of Holly's jacket that he cuts off. That's a good one too. Um, anyway, our honorable mentions are as long as our actual list. So I know. We I know. Should... That's well, how you do, do it. Do... D wrote too that that they would take oh, the yeah. they would take the berets uh, one of the berets from the Fighter Things Club, the mini chores wheel. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Tiny that's wheel. Like, yeah. yeah, the tiny wheel. Um, sh- uh, they said the mallard too, and um, and the uh, blank days since our last nonsense sign from uh, from season <laughs> nine. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, thank you so good. much, D. That was a great the question. <laughs> Baylor. Baylor. <laughs> Baylor. Um, <laughs> let's move on to a voicemail we got from Sarah. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'm calling from Jackson, Michigan. I have called before, uh, but I wanted to, before I lose track of this thought, I'm listening to your Michael and Pam uh, podcast, and you guys talk about how Pam kind of kept Michael on track uh, during the uh, Pretzel Day episode. And at the end, she kind of is like, Michael, that was a big sale, like, and that she kind of deserved some, like, a uh, shout-out for helping him keep on point. And I kind of took that completely the opposite way, that Michael considers every sale to be a big sale. Uh, he's a good salesman, and, and more I took it as that Pam realized she doesn't need to ride his ass, you know, all day long, that that he was going to make that big sale whether or not because he's that kind of a salesperson. Um, And I think that that wasn't her way of, like, keeping him on track. That was, like, her way of kind of, like, dang, Michael, you did a hell of a job. Like, even though he took a nap, even though he wasted time in pretzel day, he still nailed that sale. Just like when they go to the the conference and it's, you know, 
Josh and Jim and all the all the paper people together, and he makes that huge sale with Hammer Mill so that they can start selling it. And even though he was dicking around and kind of had his party at the hotel and everything, he still did his job. Mm-hmm. And even after you know 15 years, he's still the number one. You know, he's just he's just a good manager. And I think you guys kind of missed the point with that. But 99 percent of the time, you guys are on point. So want <laughs> to leave that and kind of touch base with you guys. All right, mm, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. I, man, that's a great point. I, I think Sarah's right. What do you guys think? I, I, I don't know. I guess, I, I, I totally Does, see your point. Is, yeah, but, is Pam realizing in that moment that she didn't need, she doesn't need to babysit him? I kind of think both are true. If that makes sense, and I don't mean this to be a cop out, but on one hand, yes, Michael becoming and showing the how capable of a salesman he is is an emerging trend as the show goes on. And it sort of underpins why Michael stays in his job and why the branch remains successful. Um, at the same time, it is a bit of Pam. I think it's interesting that we can read that line from Pam. This is a huge sale as right. an, in a number of different ways. I think, that, I think that's super interesting. So I, I think she's right that it's almost Pam realizing that. And then Michael kind of being like, oh yeah, I guess. But um, I think there's both true. I think Michael does need to be corralled a little bit here and there. I mean, think about all the stuff that Jim has to do as co-manager or Jan's performance review where she says she's out of carrots, she's out of sticks. Uh, <laughs> so I think, I think both can be true. Michael can be a great salesman with the need of a little bit of, uh, of uh, correction. But at the same time, he is – it is true and it speaks to Michael's character that he does like value every sale and every client and every interaction. And that does lead to him being a great salesman. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I, I do agree that it's a moment of Michael understanding – or of Pam understanding Michael better. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like a direct correlation to that day though, it's like she – as Michael says, he can't focus unless he has the soft pretzel, right? And Pam <laughs> comes down and he makes Pam wait in line for him to get that pretzel. So there is a very – there is a very real step that Pam helps Michael get the pretzel, which gives him an intense blood sugar rush, which he then <laughs> makes that sale while he's stepping up onto his chair and dancing and all that stuff. So I think it's a little bit of both, but I do, I do appreciate Sarah's point here. Cause I think she's, yeah, I think absolutely. she's totally on the money. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. And Michael, and you're right. All the examples of like, yeah, Michael, even at the conference, like he makes these sales when he's really happy and excited. And when he's at the conference, he's, he has the hotel bar going and he's like trying to do mm-hmm. all this stuff and he's eating pre- and then that pretzel day he's super high on his blood sugar or he's going to Chili's and getting drunk with Christian and he makes the sale like mm-hmm. Pam's not there for those other moments so she maybe she doesn't realize that when Michael is in his element is when he seems like he's the most distracted and not doing his job well but that's actually when he does his job the best those food impulses don't always play out in the right way. I'm thinking, for example, how much of Michael was obsessed with eating that family-sized chicken pot pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how he likes to wake up and eat freshly cooked bacon. That didn't That's work true. out for him either. That didn't work out well. I think, yeah, I feel like it's more the, more the alcoholic boozing that gets him there maybe the food not so much but yeah no i think that's a great point scotch and splenda baby yeah yeah um thank you so much sarah really appreciate that yeah absolutely um we'll move on to an email that we got from becky we've heard from becky before she wrote to us before about her and her husband working from home during uh this uh, covid quarantine so quick update husband and i are really loving working together during this quarantine i think we're both going to miss this time when we go back into our offices Um, She says, my husband 3D printed us mini crossbows that fire toothpicks, and there's a mini war that breaks out at least once a day. Wow. 
Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. <laughs> I just had to share that part because it's like, that's so cool. I, I Googled like what these things look like too. They're awesome. They're so cool. So I, wow. I mean, we, we got to get us some of those. And it made me think of what if they had those in the show that would have been a really funny cold open i think so <laughs> awesome what a great way that would be an amazing cold open what a great little just thing to have around the house yeah I, office Hell olympics yeah. Yeah. yeah i uh i you know i've been working on for a while and i used to have um a roommate our friend matt who you guys know mm-hmm. and uh he he was a bartender so he'd work nights but during the day he'd be around when i was working and we just kept those little like balsa wood glider planes around the house all the time <laughs> and it made for like such a great little 10, 20 minute break is suddenly a plane would just fly in front of me and then I'd have to return fire and we'd try and like hit angles around the house and like get them into each other's rooms. Uh, so that just reminded me of having like a little, like if you just had a little crossbow on your desk with a toothpick, like you just pick it up and start a little war. So I, I totally right. uh, vibe with that. I think that that's amazing. I, I want to see a picture of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, she goes on with a question. Dwight doesn't believe in tipping delivery people because it's a job he could do himself, but he tips his urologist because he is unable to pulverize his own kidney stones. <laughs> Following that line of thought, who in your life would you not tip and who would you tip with this type of Dwight logic? Uh, she says, I would not tip servers because I can cook and serve food, but I would tip musicians because I can't play an instrument or carry a tune to save my life. Mm. That's a good of course, one. we believe in tipping uh, restaurant workers here at MSPC, <laughs> yeah. especially during this these right. uncertain times. Please tip twenty to ten to twenty percent when you're picking up takeout food. But but let's but just for fun, just for fun, what 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 who would you not tip and who would you tip according to Dwight Logic? I tip my dental hygienist, mm. not the dentist, not the dentist. I think the dentist <laughs> the dentist is has a sep- the salary. It's right. it's on another level. But the right. dental hygienist, they got to deal. With just so much breath, they gotta floss people. They gotta brush people. They're scraping. They're doing all this mm-hmm. stuff that I just is nasty work, and uh, I'm tipping. I'm tipping them for sure. Uh, I've had a couple of knee injuries in the past, and I get acupuncture every now and then. So I would say I'm an acupuncturist. That's a good one. Because I can't. I would never imagine putting needles in my own leg. Shout out to Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can I can drive, so I guess I wouldn't tip uh, tip an Uber or a cab mm-hmm. um, driver, which of course I do. But uh, but uh, let's see, who would I who would I tip? I can't I can't massage my own back is one thing that I was thinking about. So I guess we're all kind of thinking, yeah, we're all kind of in line with Dwight. It's people who <laughs> it's, it's a lot of medical stuff. Yeah, outside of that, too, right, yeah. I've been uh, I've been moving into a new house and doing a bunch of projects on it. So I've been at Home Depot a lot. I would tip. There's just some people at hardware stores who give you really good advice and help mm. you buy stuff. That's I would tip good. that because I don't know a ton about construction and sure. a lot of other homeworking stuff and and people who do that well or come in and like we had people come in and replace our sewer line it's like I'll, I'll tip them that that was dirty work yeah yeah i didn't actually tip them but in this thinking <laughs> in this thinking i would <laughs> well I'm, um, I'm just thinking now of that scene where i think it's michael reading dwight his performance review and he asked michael if he's joking he says if it was a joke you would be laughing are you laughing? And Dwight says, impossible to know. I can't see myself. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Becky, thank you so much for your update. Thank you so much for your question. Um, we're super jealous of your toothpick crossbows. Um, 
Maybe you can send us some sometime. <laughs> yeah, have your husband um, print our, off uh, three more and go ahead yeah. and mail that. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you hit our, us with a DM uh, and we'll get you an I'll address. Hit you, I'll hit you with an address. Um, Karen, we'll, Portland, Oregon, baby. <laughs> we'll move on to a voicemail that we got from Emily in Memphis. Hey guys, this is Emily. I'm calling from Memphis, Tennessee. And in your latest episode, you had asked how the office uh, has been playing a role in my life and other lives um, since uh, quarantine. And the first thing that popped into my head is that um, you guys have. I only discovered your podcast uh, at the very beginning of quarantine, and uh, it's been bringing me a lot of comfort and peace to know that I can just binge listen to you guys' commentary on my favorite show. Uh, I've been working from home, um, which is really hard. I work in communications, and I've been making tons of masks from home, and your podcast has really given me a lot of uh, peace and comfort. Um, so I just appreciate you all, and I, I thank you for what you're doing, and I hope you stay healthy. Bye. Oh man, Emily, that is so nice. That is like, we've gotten, we've gotten a lot of messages like that. And like, just to, to all y'all out there, like that, just like, that's the best we love to hear that. And, um, yeah, truly appreciate it. Yeah, and we, we're glad you found us too. <laughs> a couple episodes, you know, yeah, we asked people just to check in how you're doing in quarantine. So thanks for responding. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just, the office fan community is is so tight and so great, and like <laughs> we all speak a common language, and, and it feels like during during the quarantine time here, it's it's there's not a ton else to focus on sometimes, and even just watching the office, and uh, it's just something we can all talk about and connect over. So it's it's just great. So yeah, thanks, Emily. Slip back to a simpler time when getting blackberries was a significant technology update as was the, having a website for your business <laughs> yeah, that's right. coming christmas 2002 oh <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again emily we we really yeah really hang in there thanks that. for making masks and, and yeah and, uh, Stay, and yeah that. definitely definitely yeah, you, uh, let us know. Are you making any office-themed masks? If not, oh god, we'd love to see an office-themed mask. If, if anyone's we could get done some Dunder Mifflin please. masks, great. Get that on would it, be Aaron. Awesome. Or that get on monogrammed it, Angela mask yeah. is so ahead of its time. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, we got an email from Andina that I kind of wanted to just shout out, um, and we're gonna post this on the. It's already posted on our Facebook. It's a. Um, they sent us a link that is a horror movie recut, like a recut trailer um, for the horror movie um, of The Office called My Cousin Moe's. Uh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. We couldn't figure out a good way to kind of all watch it together since we're doing this over Zoom, but I'm just shouting it out. Thank you, Andina. Go to our Facebook page. Please watch it. It's hysterical. It's posted there. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we'll end with a uh, trivia question sent to us, uh, a voicemail from Amber in Utah. Yeah, she's just got the one. There's just one question, but uh, in lieu of trivia, this will do. So here we go. Hey, it's Amber from Utah. And I thought of a trivia question. In the business school episode, Michael mentions that America is facing five Goliaths. This is a great question. He only lists four. (laughs) What are they? And can you get them in order? 
In order, I don't know. Okay. The one that I know for sure is mercury poisoning. Yes, that's one. <laughs> terrorism? Uh, uh, spe- specific terrorism. A group. What's a, spe- what's a specific terrorism group you can think of? Uh, the big Al-Qaeda? one. Al-Qaeda? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, I don't know. We're out of five. All right, let's hear. I don't know if I should give you the answer. Or how this works. But I will. I will. In order they are Al-Qaeda, global warming, sex predators, and recanting. Oh, my God. One of the hardest laughs I've had watching The Office was the first time I watched him say Mercury Poisoning live. (laughs) Mercury that was oh man it is kind of like if you just watch the nightly news it, it besides mercury poisoning like it does yeah. kind of seem appropriate like that that those would be the answers if like your only resource was nightly news and it's like yeah that's clearly while well, michael's watching or something it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. al-qaeda global warming sex predators mercury poisoning <laughs> That's so funny. He has a similar thing where he lists the like the types of businesses that exist in America. One is railroads and one is sales. Yeah, airlines. <laughs> I don't have them in front of me. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Well, that's a but great thank one. you. That, that's thank a great, you, Amber. great question. We yeah, more when trivia. You guys send us trivia and try to challenge us. That's that's awesome. We always appreciate that, and we always appreciate all the messages that everyone sends us. You can send us messages too. Um, reach out. Uh, we are on, uh, we have a phone number, 503-694-9314. You can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who helps us with our social media and designs our artwork. And this episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon, from all of our respective homes. Uh, please remember to rate and review the show. It helps us, helps people find the show. Uh, and as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, take care. Uh, stay healthy. Uh, be well. Um, we'll see you next week. And we said this at the top of the show, but again, one last reminder that uh, our mailbag episodes will be on Patreon going forward, which we're launching in June at patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Folks, get in the club. Become become a tot. I think is what we're. Are we going with Scott's tots for the group? Become a tot. I think it's good. I think I think Scott's tots is good. So so become a tot and uh, and grow with us. Uh, Laptop batteries included for all members. Yeah. Um, So check that out going forward. (laughs) (laughs) And we will see you up there in Viagra Falls. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, Yes, sir. sir. Threat level who? Michael's gone. Threat level wise, apartheid. Gotta fight it, free Mandela. Peace, I'm out. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.